Hello and welcome. I am Dr. Lara May, a clinical pharmacist specializing in functional medicine, as well as a certified yoga teacher and Reiki master. I run a truly integrative health coaching practice, encompassing functional medicine lab testing, yoga and meditation, and a sprinkling of Reiki energy medicine. Join me here on Light Body Radio to break through your health plateau and come into alignment with your natural vitality. Hello and welcome to another episode of Light Body Radio. I am your host, Dr. Lara May, and today we are going to talk about cooking your food. Did you know that you can make your food toxic just by how you cook it? So it's really important to understand what the different cooking methods can actually do to your food. The way you cook your food is just as important as what you are eating. When you are smoking, frying, or grilling meat, did you know that two different carcinogens are being produced? And carcinogens are chemicals that, or substances that cause or can cause cancer. So um, there are HCAs, which are heterocyclic amines, and polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, which are PAHs. HCAs are formed when amino acids, sugars, and creatine react at high temperatures. PAHs are formed when the fat and juices from meat are burned in the flames of an open fire, like when we're grilling, and then adhere to the surface of the meat. Two other sources of PAHs are car exhaust fumes and cigarette smoke, if this puts it into perspective for you. That's right, grilling our meat can be as damaging to our bodies as smoking. This is a real bummer for me. I love grilling meat. (laughs) So if you're feeling really disappointed, then um, don't worry, you're not alone. When cooked above 320 degrees Fahrenheit, all meat produces some of these carcinogenic carcinogenic compounds. But the amount depends on the temperature, how long the meat is cooked, and the spices that are used, and the actual cooking method. Another problem with some some of the ways that we cook is that they damage the proteins. And this is called denaturing the proteins when we break them apart. Denatured proteins have lost all of their structure due to really high heat. They're not toxic in and of themselves, but the more heated a protein is, the more denatured it gets and the less likely it is that your body will be able to take advantage of its signaling molecules and seeing it as a source of nutrition versus an invader, which it might attack. For example, research in mice has shown that only whey protein that hasn't been denatured boosts glutathione the body's master antioxidant. That's why we should cook our proteins as little as possible. The final problem with some cooking methods is that they oxidize fats. Fats are your friends, and it's important to be nice to them. (laughs) As you know, polyunsaturated fats are highly reactive to heat and other chemical stressors. When heated, these oils produce compounds called dicarbonyls, 
when they caught which causes cell mutations and may contribute to cancer as well so before you start cooking you need to know which cooking methods will create these toxins in your food and which won't so let's go over some of that right now one of the best ways that you can prepare your food is to eat it raw now this might strike you as a little weird if we're talking about fat and protein but if you're going to add fat to a meal, it's best to add it after it's cooked. So like if you're going to add any sort of olive oil or ghee or grass-fed butter, cook the food first, whether you're steaming it or um, boiling it or I don't know, sauteing it, whatever you're doing, but add the fat in last. If you're going to, if you need some fat to cook with it, then um, coconut oil is, um, or one of these oils that you can cook at a high temperature without um, denaturing it is best. Also, you could think about adding raw egg to your smoothie or eating more sushi. A lot of cooking also oxidizes the delicate omega-3 and omega-6 fats, which actually makes them more inflammatory. So if you're cooking something that you know has, is a strong um, amount of omega-3s and 6s, then definitely be aware of the temperature that you're using there. So if you're cooking meat, the best method is to place it in a small amount of water to um, protect against oxidation and save the fat and juices, and then cook it on low to medium heat. This avoids damaging the proteins and destroying any nutrients. And you also want to cook it in something that's tightly covered for a short duration, which also avoids oxidizing the fats. Whatever method you're using, make sure you're using the least amount of heat you can to get it cooked and still make it taste good. Another method that is really great is steaming. And steaming is one of the safest ways to cook, um, cook method, sorry, <laughs> is one of the safest ways to prepare food. <laughs> and especially vegetables. It saves most of the nutrients in your food from damage and makes vegetables and even meat more palatable and allows you to make a greater variety of dishes. However, steaming can also easily be overdone. Steaming your vegetables into mush might make them easier to eat, but it also destroys many of their nutrients. So another um, way that you can prepare your food in, um, in a way that won't make your food toxic for you is baking. And when we talk about baking in this context, we like it to be at 320 degrees Fahrenheit or below. So baking tends to be a riskier cooking method because of the high temperatures and available oxygen. Heating sugars at high temperatures for a long period of time can produce free radicals, while baking proteins can damage the protein bonds and cause the formation of toxic glutamate. Baking fats causes them to oxidize. All of these reactions can cause inflammation, which decreases your mental and physical performance. But baking at temperatures below 320 degrees Fahrenheit reduces all of these risks. Also, try adding turmeric, green tea powder, lemon, rosemary, sage, or oregano to protect the fats in your food from oxidation as well. And the last way that is great for protecting your food from becoming toxic is boiled or poaching. 
Boiling water prevents oxidation of fats and protein because it displaces most of the oxygen. Boiled meat often isn't particularly flavorful, but it's fine for soups and shredded meat dishes. Boiling vegetables is healthy and the extra water you drain away may remove any unwanted anti-nutrients. So um, other ways that you can prepare your food, but um, just beware of these is simmering. Simmering helps prevent fats from oxidizing, but it does tend to fully denature any proteins. Simmering for a short period of time is fine, but leaving a bunch of meat on the stove to simmer for hours and hours is not a good idea. Simmering is also a good option for vegetables as long, again, as you don't overcook them. If you're going to use the grill, which I love to do, make sure you are lightly grilling it, not charring it. This gives your meat that unmistakable flavor and texture that you love while keeping it toxin free. The best way to grill your meat is so that the outside is just barely browned, but the inside is still medium rare to rare. This reduces the formation of toxins caused by charring meat while still giving your meat that wonderful grill flavor that we all love. Another method is slow cooking. Slow cooking is easy and time efficient, and it's a great way to sort of set it and forget it. But it does have a few downsides that to be aware of. Long, slow cooking breaks down collagen, making for soft, delicious meat dishes. However, it can produce glutamate and overcook the meat. Keep it tightly covered and use lots of antioxidant spices like turmeric and rosemary and considering adding some ascorbic acid or vitamin C powder if you're planning to simmer something for several hours. This will help reduce the inflammation that you could be causing. Broiling uses high heat from all sides to brown meat, which denatures the proteins um, that you are hoping to gain. Broiling also oxidizes fat and causes glutamate to form outside the meat while destroying more nutrients in your food. It's okay to make a broiled dish every now and then, but broiling should not be your default go-to for um, either fruits, I'm sorry, either vegetables or meat. So the methods that we definitely wanna stay away from, number one is microwaved. Microwave food is fully denatured and one study showed that microwaves actually change the, co the composition of HDL, LDL, and even white blood cells. So microwave ovens also tend to create high amounts of EMF or electromagnetic fields in your kitchen. So please stay away from microwaves and using them as much as you can. Deep frying is also one of the worst ways you could cook your food. It bays your food in oxidized fats, denatured proteins, and glycated sugars. The high temperatures used during deep frying produce a number of toxic compounds that will definitely increase your risk for inflammation and therefore uh, creating disease in your body. Burnt, blackened, or charred oxidizes the meats and the fat molecules, making them more inflammatory than anything else. Oxidized fats disrupt your hormonal signaling and can make you less sensitive to insulin, which increases your blood sugar and eventually will make you fat. These methods also denature proteins, which make them irritating to your immune system and harder to digest. They also produce mutagenic and carcinogenic substances. Finally, these cooking methods 
the burnt, blackened, and charred, also produce glutamate, a neurotransmitter that in large amounts overexcites the brain cells. All of these decrease your mental and physical performance and may even make you age faster. So really, we should never be eating blackened meat. And the last one, which I know is going to break some of your hearts, is barbecuing. While barbecuing meat over an open flame or grill obviously makes it taste great, it also causes a few serious problems. When the fats hit the coals, they form a cancer inflammation causing HCA and PAHs. Most barbecue sauces, again, have high amounts of sugar and MSG too. So if you're not making your own sauce, then again, it's something to stay away from. In most cases, you can get a similar taste and texture from low temperature grilling, which produces fewer performing rubbing toxins. And make. Um, and again, I would encourage you to make your own barbecue sauce. So I hope today, today was short and sweet, but I just wanted to shine some light on how the way you cook your food is just as important as the actual food that you're eating. If you have any more questions about any of the things I mentioned, definitely reach out and I'm happy to answer those questions and expound in more detail on whatever you may be wondering about. I hope you guys have a fabulous day and a fabulous week. Again, make sure that you keep up with my blog at drlaramay.com forward slash blog where I post about a number of food, lifestyle, and um, all different kinds of things to help make your life better. And definitely check this podcast out, Light Body Radio, on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean. And I will catch you on the flip side.